I'd love to let you listen to the free masterclass I gave in my community last week. And then also, I definitely want you to pay attention to our sponsor. Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Attention all business owners. Are you feeling overwhelmed with the demands of marketing, struggling to generate leads and book new clients, uncertain about how to effectively target your marketing efforts towards your ideal customers? Look no further. The Creative Marketing Summit is here to help. Join us for valuable insights and actionable strategies on how to find, attract, and book your ideal clients. From industry experts, learn how to transform your service-based business and take the next step in your marketing journey. Sign up for free today and don't miss out on this opportunity to gain the tools you need to succeed. Transform your business, transform your life with Creative Marketing Summit. Calling all photographers, I have a free masterclass that talks about the 10 mistakes that photographers make when using Pinterest to market their business. I hope you'll join me. The link is thepinterestqueen.com slash photographers, or just go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. So excited. Let me stop the music. So excited to be here today. I have so much goodness for you. We are going to learn all about how to grow your email list with lead magnets. And I'm going sort of over and above. I'm not only describing what um, a nurture sequence is. I'm giving you a sample of a nurture sequence. I am telling you 26 different places you can share your lead magnet that you maybe haven't thought of. I'm sharing it all. And I will have um, some a handout for you a little bit later um, that will go ahead and go out probably in the email, maybe at the end of this if we have Q&As. Um, but those are going to be your little gifts for showing up today. And I think, you know, with without further ado, let's go ahead and just jump right in because I think that uh, most of you just want to know or see what's going on. So let's go ahead and get started. All right. So just to let you know a little bit about myself, I um, was in corporate America the majority of my work life, and I had four kids, and I was leaving before they woke up, and I was coming home before after they got went to bed. And I did not choose to have children to live like that. I was working in a recruiting company um, and training people on relationship management on how to do marketing in a relationship type of way, which was a new thing way back when. And um, I had been photographing for years and years and years and had been doing it on the side a little bit for money. And I decided, you know what? I know marketing. I'm just going to do it. And so I just launched. I gave my notice, told my husband, he's like, what? <laughs> it was the whole thing. But um, the cool thing is I had to get profitable 
ASAP because <laughs> my income, we relied on my income as well as my husband's. And so with four kids, you can imagine. So um, I just used all of my marketing skills and started growing my company. And then in, that was in 2009. And then 2010, 2010, Pinterest launched and it was by invitation only, very similar to Clubhouse and all those other kind of secret things that people share a code with you was very cool. Um, and I started using it since 10, 2010. Uh, to grow my wedding and my branding photography business. And I was helping all of my biz besties for years and years and years for sin in around 2016, two people for sure, but probably more than that had mentioned, but two people were like, you need to make this a business. And finally in 2018, when my son was a senior in high school, getting ready to go to college, I launched my Pinterest marketing business. And I haven't looked back. I still do run both businesses. So when I'm giving you advice on when I'm giving you advice on what to do and how to do it when it comes to Pinterest or any other marketing tips, it's because I do it myself. <laughs> I totally understand and I know. Um, so let's go ahead and just jump into it. All right. So the benefits of building an email list. You know, there's a lot of business owners and bloggers who just starting out don't realize how important an email list actually is. It feels and is very old school, but just like getting a letter in the mail, it used to be total spam. And now if you get a letter in the mail from a business like a note card, it's like very unusual, very cool and super thoughtful, right? Email is kind of the same way when it comes to marketing. We're doing all of the social media. We're doing all of the things that we know we should be doing in terms of marketing. But email is one of those things that should really just be a staple in our business because it is super, super effective. And according to Optin Monster, um, because I did a ton of research before I came on here with my knowledge, but also the current stats, um, according to Optin Monster, email marketing sees a 4,300 percent average return on investment or ROI for businesses in the United States. That's huge. That's that's huge. I would say a good 20% of all of my sales uh, comes from email. People follow you and stalk you for a little while on social media, and then they join your email list for something free. And if they see a transformation, keep that in mind when we're talking about lead magnet, but when they see a transformation or they've taken action and it's changed their business, there's sort of an implied trust in that, right? There's um, trust because you've helped them to learn something or change something or save time in their business. It is huge. Then you're on your email list. And a lot of people have an email list, but they don't really do much with it. Obviously, you need to be sending emails on a regular basis, but there's something called a nurture sequence, which we're going to cover later, that is helping to nurture that person to get them up to speed with everyone else on your email list, right? Everyone else on your email list has already been seeing your emails and kind of gets the gist and kind of understands you and knows you. And so you need to use this nurture sequence to get them super up to speed and potentially taking action, right? All right, so let's go ahead and uh, you know me, I'm a stats girl. I love stats. So let's go ahead and talk about these stats. Um, this is 
can barely see it. So on my notes, I didn't have it in my notes because it was on my, so bear with me. Uh, 90, 99% of email users are checking their email daily. That's huge. Um, I don't check my social media daily. Maybe every other day, maybe once a day, just to see if I have comments for my business or to scroll for hours. But I, I do check my email multiple times a day. Maybe I shouldn't, but that's a whole nother training for another day. Um, mobile devices account for about 60% of email opens. So you want to make sure that your email, of course, looks good on a cell phone as well as a desktop, right? Oftentimes we look at it on a desktop, but we don't look at it on a cell phone. I've made that mistake myself. If you're on my email list, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, email generates $42 for every dollar spent. So even if we have a free email client, um, you know, maybe we upgrade to a cell or maybe that dollar spent is your time creating that email, but you do get a return on that time or money um, that you spent, that time buck, right? Four out of five marketers said they'd rather give up social media than email. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> um, besides Pinterest, I'd love to give up all my social media, um, but it is a necessary evil sometimes. Uh, but email is not something that we, any of us business owners, let alone personal, would want to give up. It is just not something we'd give up. 89% of marketers use email as the primary channel for generating leads. Um, this is a great way. People may miss you on social media. They, they may you know, miss all of your advertisements or wherever you are online. Um, but if they're on your email list, they may miss a email and email, but they typically will see at least one or two of them a month if you do one every week. So it's a little hit or miss sometimes in terms of email, but this is where we're getting our leads, right? This is These are our warm leads. We would love to put something out there and have some, somebody pay and join. And that happens rarely, but it does happen. This is a way to ensure that you have a pipeline of leads coming in on an ongoing basis. 760% increase in revenue from building email lists. Um, and that's what professional marketers have found. So it is very it is very important and the stats do show that it is something that you should be doing in your business. And if you're not, you should definitely have it on your action plan to take action this quarter because it is really important. So the benefits of an email list, I mean, there's a ton of benefits for an email list, but personalization helps your email marketing go from average to great. So oftentimes we'll send an email and it's kind of like, bam, 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 hit, hit me with the most important parts and that's it where if we're telling a story or we are doing an analogy, like the other day I did an analogy on um, uh, reality TV and marketing. It just hit me like a ton of bricks and I was like, I have to share this. That's one of my most <laughs> opened emails. So guess who's gonna start doing more analogies in the opening of, of her email? That would be me. Um, it is also great to get visitors to return time and time again. So even if they see your website, they may not remember your name and they may not ever go back. But if they're on your email list, they're gonna get a consistent 
if you're consistent, uh, information in their inbox all the time from you. And people are much more likely to come back to your website when they see an email in your inbox and you have a button telling them to go somewhere and do something. Those call to actions are very important and very, very effective. You'll easily get messages to customers. When you send an email, your words are delivered directly to someone's inbox. You're not relying on another platform like social media to be working perfectly all the time, right? It's our email. Now, if our email goes down, that's a whole nother story for another day, but it is a way, it is a platform, even though we're using an email client, it's a platform we own, meaning that we get to choose what we put out when we put it out and we don't, we don't, there's no throttles back on who sees it like with social media. A huge, um, huge companies love email lists. They know that email lists are super valuable and building an email helps to boost sales. And if huge companies are doing it, then we need to be doing it too. Definitely 100%. Your own, um, you, I just said this, you own your email list, except for your website. The email list is the only thing that you have control over when it comes to your online business. So using those both in tandem are super important. Um, you'll make more money. <laughs> it is just a fact because these people have joined your email list because something that you talked about or shared, um, that, that thing that you're giving them in that freebie or lead magnet has enticed them enough to give you their email. And let me be specific. I don't give my email to a lot, a lot of people. If I have to submit my email for something, I think twice about if I really want that because I know there's going to be more emails coming in, right? And they kind of know you already because they at least chose to like or download or ask for something from you that they think will be valuable. So that's important. And then also email helps you in that no like and trust process. It is sending emails and your customer builds that trust between you and them. And when you're consistent, it's even it's building even more trust because they know they can rely upon you to bring them great, actionable, helpful in information. As long as your emails are great, actionable and helpful, right? All right, so there are four steps to creating lead magnets that convert because we don't care about lead magnets if they don't convert. Like the whole point is to convert and get those people on your email list, right? So I'm gonna walk you through how we did it and I, and I hope that I can take, that you can take the inspiration to build your own lead magnet and nurture sort of workflow basis. So the first step is you really need to understand your customer or your ideal client, whatever, or client avatar, whatever you call it, you really need to understand it. You need to understand them. And more importantly, you need to understand what that keeps them up at night. What is something that is really that they're struggling with or that they want to learn or that they need to learn, right? So you can do this by asking your current clients, you can do polls on social media, all of those things. But you, in order to have your services, right? Forget the lead magnet, but in order to have your services, be valuable, you need to understand what your customer needs, what 
is something that would help them to save time, save money, or save headache, save a headache, right? Then you need to build valuable content to help them solve one of those problems. Um, it is, it is really, I mean, I'll just put this out here now. I'm sure I have it somewhere else in my notes, but Oftentimes people work so hard on these lead magnets to make them so great that they are 15, 20 pages long. And in order to really find any kind of transformation or success, they they may not because they they they're not gonna go, you know, and read all of that information and content. You want to make sure that your lead magnet delivers a quick win very simply and very easily. It does not have to be anything big and long and specific. And also the reason why you don't want to do that is because you do want them to come to you for services, right? So make it short and consumable. Um, and then you want to create an enticing opt-in. Again, this is something that can give a transformation, even a tiny transformation for a problem or that, or um, make that it's a solution for something that people need or want or that will save them time, money, or save them a headache, right? And then also it is important to note that you wanna segment your leads into a personal experience. So for instance, I create, which we're gonna talk about, a nurture sequence when someone signs up for my resources, it's recent, so if you've been around the block for a while, you didn't get one. <laughs> um, but it's a nurture sequence to get it, kind of get them on board, and then they're going to get all of my emails moving forward, right? And I let and I have them segmented by, for for this as an example, whoever signed up for this masterclass, I will know that these people that signed up for this class are really interested in email information and lead magnet information because you signed up for this class, right? So people that signed up for my Optimize Your Pinterest account, they're very interested in Pinterest, how it works and how to make it work for them. So I have them segmented so I can pull directly from those people to deliver specific content should I want to down the road. So which lead magnets are the best to grow your email list? So here are lists of lead magnets that have been successful for service providers. So a free consultation. A lot of people think don't think of that as a lead magnet, but if you create something where they sign up for this free consultation, then you have their name and their email address, and then they can be on your email list. Of course, you want to make sure that they know that. Um, and so especially that, that's like a very hot lead if they want a consultation because they're interested in this subject. And if you have a great consultation, they may be inclined to work with you, right? Um, podcasts, uh, checklists, webinar masterclass challenges, worksheet, workbook, um, online quizzes, Facebook groups are a great way also. Um, guest speakers, virtual summit, group coaching, resources vault, that's what I have, and links in your email signature. Those are all, actually the link in your email signature, forgive me, that's for the different another slide. Forgive me on that. But these are all ways that you can capture their information, of course, being very specific on how you're using it. So for instance, with my Facebook group, um, a while back, I used to also say, what's your email list? 
Um, if you would like to be added to my emails to get more information, if not put NA, right? So I gave them permission and that's how I can collect their emails. So you want to be very specific on that. All right. So you can snag my tools right now. So just take your cell phone on, like you're going to take a photo and put, hold it up to this uh, QR code and It'll show you the link that you should be able to tap on and go and immediately pick up the um, pick up my my resources. I just noticed that this is not. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll just not. We'll worry about it later. Um, this, of course, is going to capture your name and your email address and then deliver the goods, right? So if you go below the first three boxes, which are education that I have and go to the next one, all of those are things that I'm going to talk about right now. So the point of a lead magnet is to not just give prospects something valuable and then walk away hoping upon hope that they somehow remember you the next time they have a need for your service, right? That's not how it works. No, thank you. So the point of a lead magnet is to provide a quick win and a quick mini transformation that will help build that know, like, and trust that's so important for marketing or wooing your ideal client so that it could be, you know, one day a lead to a sale in the future. And to do this, you must set up a follow-up email nurture campaign or email nurture workflow or email nurture sequence. You're going to hear different words for this process, but it is basically the same thing. By the way, you guys can put um, questions in the comments and at the end, I'll be able to pull them up and answer them for you. So if you have any questions along the way, go ahead and put that down below. All right. So what? And basically that's what a nurture sequence is. And I'm going to show you five plus one optional email and I have in your goodies that you're going to get you it will be in there as well so you can use it to create something for yourself but first <laughs> before you go and create this email nurture sequence you really need to understand the big ask and the big ask is the moment of truth the one thing that you want your prospects to do that will turn them into customers or bring them one step closer to being a customer and it's crucial to figure out what that one thing is because it's going to shape the whole thing the whole shebang some possible big asks are scheduling a free consultation or sign up for a paid mini course or membership or service. That's a big ask. We'll talk about that in a second. Or filling out a survey, providing feedback on the lead magnet so that you can use that in your marketing materials or also it could lead to a future lead magnet in the future as well. Um, a big ask could be sharing a link to the lead magnet with a business bestie, right? Go share this information if you found it valuable. Uh, and this is the place too, where you can gather, you can put an email out with a survey asking what those pain points are for your ideal clients that are on your um, email list. A, to find out more information and come up with the words that people use 
in your marketing, but you can also use this to know what maybe next free masterclass to do, right? Like you could use this for all kinds of stuff. You can also say, follow me on Instagram, or you can say, join a private Facebook uh, Facebook group to start a free trial. Um, but you wanna ask yourself, how easy is it for my ideal client to take action on my big ask? So if the big ask is a $1,000, you know, coaching thing, you're not going to do a big ask in five emails. It, that's just not going to work for someone that doesn't even know you, right? Um, if your lead says, if your lead or ideal client, I'm using those inner prospect lead ideal client, they're all the same word, whatever word you use. If your lead says yes to the big ask, how soon will they get value? So if it's something like, uh, follow on social media, they're going to get value right away because they're going to see your posts on social media. If they do a free something, they hopefully will get value from whatever that free something is. And then ask yourself, how much does your lead have to know about you or your service before they feel comfortable saying yes to your big ask? So I always recommend that your big ask is something super tiny if it's a free lead magnet. If it's a free lead magnet, your big ask can be something as simple as follow me on social media, go uh, check out my Pinterest account, um, share this with your, if you found the lead, if you found this valuable, share it with your business bestie because they'll thank you for it, right? All of those things. Um, are easy big asks, but you're also getting information from them for that. So you also need to find the, the sweet spot between timing and value. It's kind of like a dance. You wanna give your ideal client enough time to get to know you, but not too much time that they lose interest and they're not gonna hear your big ask, right? So you want it to be short and sweet, um, so that the big ask is something that's easy and it has a really clear value. But when the big ask is big, let's say a thousand dollar coaching, right? You'll wanna take a very slow approach, a week or two for the small stuff, a month or more for the big ask. Some folks like to keep the big ask coming, but space it out so that you're doing, um, I forget who said it, but it's like that, that punch, punch, jab, right? You want to deliver good, valuable content for a while and then ask for somebody to make an investment. Um, and then after you're done with that, you want to evaluate and adjust as needed, reviewing the open rate and the click rate. You want to see how effective it was. If people fall off at email five in a six email series, you need to revamp that series or you need to shorten it. Maybe only do three emails, right? Because you want for sure for them to get through those to see that ask. So all of those things will go into the timing um, and the rhythm of what is going to finally come about. Um, but I am still going to help you with these email sequences. So for today, we're going to assume that the ask is a smaller ask, maybe a low cost uh, mini class or something like that, right? So email one is all about 
thanks for downloading Rockstar. Hey there, hot stuff. Thanks for downloading our lead magnet. We're excited to share some killer tips and tricks with you. And then, you know, but also in these emails, you want to keep them super short and sweet. We do not want someone on a desktop, at least, to have to scroll twice before they've finished it because they're not. You're going to lose them. You're, you're going to lose them. They're not going to be there. It's not going to work. Trust me on this. It's not. Um, so you want to keep it short and sweet. Uh, email two, and you can build these emails up as you go along, right? So you can start super short. Email two is um, like you're about to be a business Beyonce email. So, so you're probably wondering what the heck is this lead magnet and how is it going to change my life or my business? Well, let me tell you, it's going to be a game changer for your business. You'll be Beyonce of the service-based businesses. So basically in this second email, you really want to let them know how it's going to be used most effectively, when they should use it, how they should use it, whatever it is. If it's a checklist, you can have in this, say this checklist is so that you know every time you go to Pinterest, just go down the check marks and then you'll know you have a perfect standard pin to post. Or like whatever it is, you wanna make sure that you're giving them information. Email three is female visionaries doing it right. Don't just take our word for it. Check out these success stories from other boss babes who have used our lead magnet. They're killing it and so will you. So what you can do is if your first email, if your first sequence, right, your big ask is to take a survey on how helpful it was, that could be your big ask. Then you can use those examples in this third email to say how people have used it and how it's helped them. That's what the point of that third email is about. And then the fourth email, wake up and smell the lead magnet. <laughs> All right, time for a little tough love. You've had the lead magnet for a little bit now, but you have, um, have you actually read it? Like really read it? And have you taken action? Because trust us, it's worth it. So the fourth email is a reminder. Hey, just checking in. Did you get a chance to look at it yet? Right? Um, maybe a link to it again, because maybe they signed up for it, put their email in, but then they didn't see the email or what have you. So that's a good idea for you to be able to um, ensure that they see it or put it up in your in their email so that they click on it and then take action, right? Because if somebody's not taking action on it and they're not getting help from it, you haven't helped them and they may not trust you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you're going to do it, let's do it right. Email 5. Email 5 an offer you can't refuse is what I call that. We're feeling generous. So here's a special offer just for you to implement what you've learned and well throw in a bonus. You're welcome. So this Email number five is your big ask, if you will, and you're going to make it sound like it is something because hopefully it is, whatever this is you're offering, whatever your big ask is, is going to help them. So in this offer, you can say, um, for those of you who fill out my form on how helpful this lead magnet is, I'm going to give you 
my free checklist on XYZ, right? You can throw in something free for that to be able to get that or whatever your ask is. Let's say it's a, um, a small mini course. Normally my mini course is $59 and today or this week only you can get it because you jumped on my email list for $39.95 or whatever it is. This is something that you have to decide on what your big ask is going to be, but you also want to make sure you're delivering great information on helping them and enticing them to jump on that. And then email six, which is optional. Don't let this slip away, you CEO. Last chance, Rockstar, don't let this opportunity slip away. So you can, as an optional sixth email, um, ask them again about the thing you just asked them about in five repeating your big ask. So again, if you guys have questions, go ahead and put them in the notes below. I promise I will get to them. Um, so these are places that you can share your lead magnet. So um, above the fold is a reference to when you're on a, an, a computer screen that the button for your lead magnet is above within the screen. You don't have to scroll to look at it. It is helpful, a little hard sometimes, but it is helpful if that's the same thing on a cell phone. Above the fold means that you're offering them something free right away. So when they come to your website, you're already giving them something that to be able to capture their email and their name because they may read something and then hop off and you never see them again, right? This is a way to capture it. So you want to have that above the fold. And this is the section where your ideal client and your readers land on the moment they come to your page. And it should be right there in their faces without being in their faces, if you know what I mean. It's a very non-salesy, friendly way of telling them what you can do for them and what the value is that they can get from what they do. And then I believe that you should have a lead magnet on every single blog post. If you have multiple lead magnets, you want to tailor the lead magnet for the blog post. But I am in not in any way, shape or form telling you to create a lead magnet for every blog post. So I want to be really clear here that that is not the case. All right. Next is somewhere on each blog. I just said that. Sorry. <laughs> Let's try again. Oh, and so I said website above the fold and opt-in page above the fold. So for instance, if you have a landing page, opt-in, landing page, they're all kind of the same thing. Um, but when they land on that page, the button to submit their email and stuff should be right at the top. Each blog post. Um, if you have a top bar on your website, that's unobtrusive, but it is in their face. So if you have that or you want to get a plug-in for that, if you have, um, depending on who, what your website is, that's really helpful also to have it right in the top so it's easy and people can click on it right away. Um, on your social media bio link, now there's a whole conversation I can have on the fact that you're your link in bio on Instagram should be going to your website, not a link tree. Do not give away that traffic to Linktree to have Linktree have amazing traffic. Give it to yourself. Yes, you can see on Linktree how many people landed there, but you're not getting the love on from Google from your website to make your whole website even better. So just make a link tree on your website. Um, but you can have it in there, your lead magnet. Put it in IG stories. You can do that now with a link sticker. 
in IG Live, you can talk about it and refer to it in the in the live and you can put it in the caption as well. Um, IG Reels, same thing. You can talk about it. You can have graphics about it and you can put it in the caption, er, caption area, whatever that's called. Um, if you're a guest on an Instagram Live, you can offer that as a gift for the people, for the in the Instagram person that invited you to their live, you can offer that as a gift to all of their listeners slash watchers. You can have it on an exit pop-up. And I know a lot of people say exit pop-ups are bad, but let me tell you, I'm going to give you some stats, girl, because I'm, I hate them beyond hate, but they're super effective. Um, I much prefer an exit pop-up and, and so exit pop-ups are the ones that I much prefer because they're less intrusive than the traditional pop-up that like stays up until they close it. This is something where someone hovers over that they're going to X, they're going to get out, they're going to exit. So they go up to the top to exit and it pops up. It gives another opportunity to capture their name and email address right there. So exit pop-ups I love, regular pop-ups I do not like. All right, next. Um, as if on a Facebook post, you can put it in a Facebook post and it'll be linkable. You can have it on a Facebook cover page. I did that um, in my Facebook, in my Facebook group. Uh, Facebook Live, same thing like Instagram Live. You can put it in the LinkedIn bio on your, the bio on your LinkedIn. You can put it in a LinkedIn post and it is a live link. Here's a crazy one that I found in my research and I'm going to absolutely do that. You can put this on your error 404 code. So if for some reason a link doesn't work on your website, instead of seeing black 404 pop up, you can have something on there that says something like, let me get to it. Sorry, guys. So it usually goes something like this. Oops. This page is not working or the enrollment for that course is closed, but why not get this free download and at the same time, jump on the wait list? So you can put something like that, some kind of, oh, I'm so sorry, this is embarrassing, not sure where you were trying to go. Here are a few buttons to click on to get where you might be wanting to go. Anything like that. And on there, you want to have your uh, lead magnet, right? And then... Um, in the notes of a podcast, if you're a podcaster, uh, you can verbally talk about it on your podcast. I do all the time. Um, and if you're a guest on a podcast and you you can offer, I always want the people that come on my podcast to give a gift because my listeners love it and they get they get something that they can take action on, not just listening on the podcast. You know what I mean? So being able to offer this as a gift to the podcast host's audience. You can put it on a graphic in a YouTube video. You can pop it up as a graphic. You can put it in a YouTube video notes. Um, and then QR code. Girl, I just did the QR code in this presentation. <laughs> people just can put their phone up. I could pop that up in a YouTube video too. And people can pull their phone out and be able to get those downloads. That's super cool. Um, and then finally, come on, people. You know I love Pinterest. Um, putting it in your Pinterest profile description, super, super, super important. All right. Now that we've gone over this, I will, I promise I'll get to your questions right now. I have some that I got in advance for people that couldn't make it today. So I'll answer some of those. Um, 
I know a lot of people find it difficult and time consuming to do Pinterest and in Pinterest strategy Academy, which is a group coaching mastermind kind of thing. I'm live twice a week and I answer questions like lead magnets, email lists, um, real strategy on marketing and creating a marketing strategy workflow as well. So if you want to join that, you can do that by going to pinteraststrategyacademy.com and you can check it out. All right. So let's go ahead and get to questions. All right. Wow. This is working today. I can't believe I'm making it work. All right. Um, thanks so much. I have no therapist living in Portugal. Bravo. First of all, Portugal is gorgeous. And even as a hypnotherapist, your lead magnets can be all kinds of stuff like um, things to, you know, a list of things to think about when you're doing hypno breath work or if you're a hypnotherapist, I'm not sure how that would work, but you know what I'm saying? Like you can put all kinds of things. You could put a checklist on things to do after you have a hypnotherapist appointment and double down. You can give that to all of your current clients after you see them as well. Um, all right. And someone else says that they're loving this. Thank you so much. Um, one question I had is if you're new in business and you don't know what your ideal client once, but you know you want to start an email list, what should you do? I had that question. A couple, two or three questions like that um, in that sort of same vein. And what we did or what I recommend for something like that, and by the way, this is um, where you can find your free resources uh, for this masterclass. Um, but it is helpful to create something like a checklist because you're an expert in whatever you want to do as a business. And so if you make a checklist on it and then you see how it goes, at least you have a lead magnet and you're starting to get feedback from that. In the feedback, you might say, oh, these were really great, but I would love this too, right? Maybe it's something that should be paid and not given free. There's all kinds of things to consider and to think about, but it is a great way to start getting some of that feedback and start growing your email list right away. Checklists are one of the easy, quick things that you can do. Um, for me, because I've been in business so long, I chose to do the resource vault um, type of thing because I don't want to have to create a bunch of different things every time I have a lead magnet. I've created so many over the years that I just compiled and put them all on one page and I'm letting people choose what they want to do. Um, any, any other questions, please feel free to put it in the chat before we end this. I was thinking it was going to go longer, but it's cool. It's, it's good. Um, so another question that I get in terms of this is, um, I'm horrible at writing and I don't know how to create this email sequence. And by the way, hello, that's me too. I, I am not a creative person when it comes to writing. I can talk all day, every day, and I can do it live. But if I have to write something down, I seriously struggle with it. And it, it takes me a long time. Um, and one thing that I've done, which hint, hint, is our next masterclass in the beginning of February is on chat GPT. It's amazing. Um, and in fact, I might even do it closer to the end of January because it's free right now and it's going to end up being a paid service, but it is really incredible to help you to learn how to 
write better. Like just using it has helped me to be able to be better at writing in the future. I don't know how to describe that, but just um, putting that information, asking it to help me with something. What I do is I write what I want to talk about, and then I go into ChatGPT and I say rewrite, and then I put the information. And if I haven't already been in there, I'm going to make sure they know it knows my ideal client so that it knows how to write in a way that will entice my ideal client. It's it's brilliant. We'll talk all about it in the masterclass. Put in the comments if you're interested in the masterclass, so I'll make sure to tag you when um, I put the sign up for that class. All right. Well, I think because there's no questions right now, I think I'm going to go ahead and end it and have a super sweet and short class, which is totally cool. Um, if you have any questions and you're watching this on the replay, please definitely put it in the comments or in the notes section, um, either here on YouTube or on Facebook, wherever you're watching it live. I'm super happy to go in and answer any questions that you have. And I'm really excited to have you here. Oh, and don't forget to put hashtag live or hashtag replay, because I'd love to know that you've watched it, but also when you watched it or how you watched it. I know this time on this day during the week is, especially in January, I had three meetings scheduled during this time that I couldn't attend. So just FYI, I get it if you couldn't make it live. Have a great day. I really enjoyed having you here. And if you have things that you wanna learn in marketing, put it also in the chat and I'm happy if I get enough interest in it, I will absolutely go ahead and start um, and create a masterclass on that for you. Thank you so much. I'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.